0: Hey, welcome back to an unedited special edition quick drop episode of Pigeon Hockey, where all we do is add a puck noise, but you get to hear every other dumb thing we say or do. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Sebastian. hello. Hello. And you know us—we're just a goalie nagoon that's taken one too many pucks to fists to the head, and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. And as I said, this is an unedited episode, so put the earmuffs on the kiddos and be ready for every extra um, you know, honestly, See Best, deep breath, dog whining, and that is uh, you know, Sophie, the co-host, and beanbag shifting moment we have in store for you. Uh, so I'll say before I ask you how you're doing, sweet Beth, I am sweating up in this unair conditioned apartment in Copenhagen uh so if you hear me take long deep sighs everyone that's why um how you doing CBass
1: I'm pretty good um I mean I'm a little offended that you got Phoebe's name wrong but it is what it is um what did I say Sophie (laughs) Sophie it's all good why Uh, do I get Sophie out of Phoebe I think it's just you don't you don't like pronouncing names properly, so that's just – it's like your brain defaults to like – like for me, like I'm surprised you're not like, here's a bastion. They're like, you know, you're like, oh, damn, French names. <laughs> uh, no, I, I do apologize ahead of time. Uh, anytime I podcast, Phoebe decides that she needs to chew her bone, and if you take it away from her, she barks excessively. So uh, if you hear some crunching in the background, that's her, but that is the better of the two alternates. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's uh, – oh, I miss having my dog bark in the background, but uh, she is actually – you're probably 15 kilometers from my dog and i am i don't know how many thousands of miles away across the ocean so uh yeah my dog is with uh my wife's parents and i think she couldn't be any happier you know chewing on like maple syrup covered squirrels uh big wide open space to run out there in the carlton place area um so uh, daily walks Multiple daily walks a day So she's definitely being uh, catered to And uh, as my Father-in-law states it, he now lives In Faya's spa So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is this, is,
1: uh, Don't forget that She also is living with air conditioning and you're not
0: Yeah, yeah, my dog has Air conditioning, I Don't, so Yeah, my, my dog is definitely more spoiled than uh Than the two of us right now But, you know It's been hot here, man. Uh, It's been slowly getting up there. I mean, nothing like the rest of Europe or really anywhere in North America, but I hate the heat, so I've actually fallen in love with Denmark's weather. Um, The darkness is sad during the winter, but uh, yeah, I've I've loved the cool summer we've had so far, and I'm terrified that we're still approaching still the hottest part of the summer. Um, uh, So we're going to try to hightail it up to Norway next week and take some hikes and uh, tried to work out some issues with our travel provider on that. And I think that's sorted now, but that'll be another phone call I have to make at some point today. While also working out a um, trip to Ireland with co-host Ben and his fiance, Gabby, uh, as they had a a pre COVID trip to Ireland booked up and then COVID hit and it kept getting delayed. And now they're finally able to go on their trip. And since we live over here um, and they basically had, you know some leftover money from the trip they can't use uh we're going to put that as a discount for us joining them and um i just got to get the details worked out cuz it's ireland in november <laughs> um i don't know if anybody's been to like uh that part of the world i mean i've never personally been to ireland but i've been all over scotland wales and the united kingdom and um I'm very interested to see what it's going to be like. Let's just say that uh Ireland in mid November, man. Um oof. You
1: uh yeah, that should uh are you going oof cuz you have to travel with Ben or just oof cuz like the the weather.
0: <laughs> no, it'll be fun traveling with Ben. Uh I think the last time we actually saw each other, uh he flew out to Salt Lake City for the day. Um and all we did was eat, drink and put him back on a plane and send him home. Um, and, uh, that was it because we lived in DC at the same time we became friends in DC the first time I lived there. And then again, obviously the second time we were there, we hung out a couple times and, uh, but again, our schedules were absurd. Um, so we'd get together for hockey games and, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, but, uh, I, you know, it was a busy year there when we returned to DC. Um, so I think we're going to be looking forward to going on this Ireland trip uh, and it's kind of a way to hang out since I'm not going to his wedding either. Um, you know, So uh, it, to fly all the way over the, all the way over to the ocean and uh, maybe get 20 minutes with somebody. It's like, yeah, if I lived, like he said, if I lived a couple hours away, he'd be like, yeah, I expect you to be there. He's like, but yeah, dude, you're, you're all the way across the ocean and you're going to spend thousands of dollars to maybe talk to me for 20 minutes. Um So let's just do something else together. So us and our significant others are all going to go eat and drink around Ireland for a week. And uh, not the worst trip. But I know you all didn't hear or wanted to hear all about this stuff. So maybe we should actually talk some hockey because we figured we'd do this quick drop unedited episode. uh, Because, man, there has been free agency was crazy. And the draft was weird. I loved the draft. It's probably the most interesting draft I've ever seen. But free agency's been um kinda crazy, man. Like I'm just gonna say it. Johnny Gudreau, who saw that coming?
1: Yeah, and, and before before I kinda go into this and again to the listeners of the story, this is a message directly for Ben. Um you could check your mail. I think my invite got lost. Um I haven't gotten it yet. Weird. I know. <laughs> uh anyways talking about betrayal you should join yeah, us man johnny you guys Goudreau. you
0: guys free in november
1: yeah sorry, we're gonna have a, a very 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 uh yeah november we'll be pretty close to being uh to having uh you know our, our first child there so it's probably not best that we travel but
0: uh yeah, i figured you have a one month old and a brand new head coaching job
1: probably, yeah I could uh,
0: probably, probably leaving you out
1: <laughs> but yeah like i said talking about betrayal um no uh johnny gujo <laughs> i mean what a, what a crazy story Um, Obviously, more of the stories coming out now that, you know, him in New Jersey actually had a a contract close, Uh, you know, they were talking about bringing him in, and then basically uh, Columbus came in and just basically swept him off his feet. For him, uh, you know, people were saying, well, he wanted to be closer to home, and, you know, he lived in New Jersey, but it was like an hour from Philly, Um, so those were kind of the two spots but everyone thought he was going to land, and then Columbus came out of nowhere. But since then, i see a lot of retired players who've played in Columbus being like, you know, Columbus is actually a great city to play in. Um, their fans are wild. Uh, they have a great arena. Um, you know, and, and he's only about seven hours away by, you know, by driving to his home hometown than he was, you know, a flight from Calgary. So to me, you know, a, a U.S. player wanting to go back to the U.S. to play to be closer to home doesn't shock me. I think if for some reason I had the God-given talent to play in the NHL one day, um, I'd eventually want to find my way back, you know, to Canada as well. Uh, just like you know, my uh, my fr- I'm gonna call him my friend now because he he well he's always lived in the same town as me or city as me. Uh, but my friend Claude, Claude Giroux, who signed with uh, yeah, as yeah. my my wife hates me right now because I keep saying Claude because uh, you know it's he's French so I have to say it in the, the most French way as I can. So I say you know Claude and me are gonna hang out later. Um, she hates me for it. But what a signing by Ottawa! Absolutely love that. Um, everyone knows I'm a Sens fan, so they're like, oh here we go. But, you know, it was kind of a – this has been in the making for, for a couple of years. If you're a Fanny fan, you've been seeing about this, you've been hearing about this. Uh, then you heard, oh, maybe he'll sign somewhere else for a year or two and then come to Ottawa. And I was like, eh, you know, do I really want a guy who is going to be a year or two older than what, you know, Claude is right now um, coming in? But then, you know, he signs with Ottawa. Ottawa gets to brink it. Um, it. It's just been it's – it's been fun. It, you know, we, I think we've talked about it already. You know, it's been fun for – for our teams to finally see an up jump and talking about your team, uh, Devin Levi, man, what? Wow.
0: Oh, i <laughs> I have a follow again, another podcaster on this. Uh, well on Twitter. Um, and he would, he spent basically the entire Sabres camp uh, watching all the boys and meeting them. And uh, wow. What a show Levi put on. He, I think we're lining him up for the net in uh 23, 24, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to like just what a battler. I mean, I've I've seen I've seen it. I've seen the stats. I've seen him play. Like it's doesn't shock me, but to watch him do it that next level and just as much just as good. Sorry, as he did it, it at the CCHL level, and just as good as he did the NCAA World Junior level. To watch him just kind of jump up and take on you know a, a camp like that with Buffalo and kind of just keep doing what he's doing. It it's just. I mean, things are finally looking up for, for uh, Buffalo. You know, maybe Craig Anderson will finally retire at the ripe age of 75. Um, and then <laughs> Devin Levi can take his place. But uh, for now, you know, Corvette Andy is still in Nets. And uh, I think they did a great job by re-signing uh, Sube. I think he, you know, obviously before he got hurt, I think he yes. was good for the team. Um, they have a national anthem singer backup up if they ever need it. You know, he's, he's ready yep. to go at any time. Um, it wasn't the greatest national anthem I've ever seen. But hey. It, it took some kahunas to get up and do that, and good for him. Um, but again, the Subangs never fall short of um, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, well, I came. Quick drop episodes always get me right in the brain. Um, anyways, they're they're very they're very. Not, I would to say full themselves. Listeners,
0: listeners, this is what I have to deal with when when we have when I edit. All right, so you're hearing the stuff I don't edit out now. That's yeah, so
1: the word I was looking for is confidence. So you know they're full of confidence. So I mean. There's so many more signings. I mean, if, if I had, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Ready for this? I'm gonna put you on the spot and take a few Shoot. seconds to think about if you have to. Yeah. To you, what was the I say top two signings?
0: Ooh, the top it two signings doesn't, doesn't, to like
1: doesn't have to be like the best money signing. Doesn't have to be the best fit. Like for you, what were you like? Damn, like that's a good pickup for that team.
0: Uh, so we're talking ever since free agency hit or basically this whole new cycle of players. Cause I, otherwise I would, I think that the Brinket thing's kind of been attacked pretty well at this point. So you're looking at a different thing. Like, yeah, just just, just,
1: just, just like once free agency opened up until say now, like what, like to me, like if I, if I have talked about it, like um to me, obviously I'm going to go with, I mean, I'm going to go with Claude Giroux just because, you know, auto center yeah, span a one. Um, was a big one for us. Uh, kind of put us a little bit more on the map. But, you know, I'm kind of flipping through all the signings here, um, and, and I see, uh, I mean, an Andrew Kopp, uh, you know, a five-year deal going, You know, and I'm a big fan of Andrew Kopp, uh, and he's going, He's a Michigan boy going back to Detroit on a team who Steve Eisenman basically just said, here's our money, we're going to sign everyone possible, um, and they tried to sign everyone possible. Um, but I think that's such an, an underrated, you know, pickup for Detroit, bringing in a, home, a hometown kid who's a good player. Um, Seattle signing a guy like Burakovsky who – even though he's getting a lot more attention now, I think he's always been very under the radar. Um, to me those are, I, I know I gave you three there, but those to me like those are kind of picks where I'm like you know good for that team, like that's a good player who is gonna help their team you know on and off the ice.
0: Yeah, those are really good signings. Here's one thing I will say. I mean, it's the most recent one, but I think he's an underrated goalie, and I'm going to just target goalies because I love my fellow goalies. But Vitek Vanishek, uh, he obviously was traded uh, from Washington, New Jersey, but then New Jersey re-signed him for a three-year $10.2 million deal. He's a fantastic young goalie, and if I'm not incorrect, wasn't he the one that was picked up in the Seattle draft and then Washington traded back for him?
1: yeah so yeah he was up yeah. in the expansion they trade for him and, and again like i agree with you i think that's a great pickup by new jersey um i think they made some moves and you know thinking that johnny gujo was going to sign there and then it didn't happen i think they did a pretty good job pivoting um and kind of helping themselves build i think they obviously hurt themselves a little bit but uh, uh you know bringing a goalie in like that i think that's a great pickup
0: yeah and then gorgiev uh now he was he was traded from the Rangers to um, Colorado and then Colorado actually signed him to a big deal as well. Correct. I'm looking for the contract. I can't find it right now.
1: I, I believe it was two or three years. I, I remember seeing it. Um, and, and obviously it won't be in any of the free agent stuff that I'm looking at here, just because technically he wasn't a free agent. But again, that was one for me too, where I was actually very impressed because um, not that long ago, people actually thought Gorgiev was going to be the start over Shostakov and then Shostakov just played out of his mind and basically said never. Um, had one of go- the best
0: seasons in NHL history. <laughs> exactly,
1: which made Gorgiev expandable. But I think that, you know, you usually build a team on a strong goaltender and then either, you know, an okay defense core with, you know, great offensive uh, balance or the other way around where you have great defense and, you know, some, some okay scoring, you kind of add a score there. that you know, that's kind of how teams win. But Colorado Lily is phenomenal forwards, phenomenal defense, and they just need okay goaltending to win games. They just need someone who could, once in a while can can stand on his head. Once in a while, not very often, stand on his head and just make, you know, the big saves. But, I mean, you got a goalie who can let in four goals and your team can score nine. So, I, I think yeah. he's in a good spot where he's going to get to flourish without pressure. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. People are like, well, we mean pressure. They just won the cup. They want to win again. Don't get me wrong. That pressure will be there. But it's not going to be like a team like, I'm just trying to pick a team here, throw dart at the wall. Chicago, who right now... I mean, there's jokes about like, hey, just show up to, you know, show training camp and you might make the team. Um, <laughs> He's not going to be asked to make 50 saves a game to try to win a game. You know, it's going to be like, hey, make your 20, 25 saves and we'll take care of the rest. Where a team like Chicago, four goaltenders are going to be there. It's going to be like, hey, by the way, you're going to see a lot of the puck. Good luck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it's, it's That's the thing. Is like he's, he's always ready to capable and, and there to take the net. Uh. Again, Vanasek, I think New Jersey uh, is getting a steal of a goalie there. And I think Gorgiev, same thing with, with Colorado. Colorado. Colorado's needed this. Um, I feel like they don't have the confidence in Frank Koo uh, to be a full-on starter. And I don't know if I'm if i Frank Koo at this point, I'm, I think he's good enough to start somewhere. Uh, so I'd be looking to move on. And with with Kemper, obviously going to Washington, uh, I think Georgiev is the future of the Colorado Avalanche net. Um, I think this is just the beginning. Um, And uh, I mean, he just played out of his mind in New York. And yeah, the battle between him and uh, I was about to say Shesterkin. No, it is Shesterkin. The battle between those two. Yeah, that was a wild battle to see. But one goalie's got to come out on top. And a lot of times we've seen that. And I think. A lot of teams learned their lessons from the whole issue that really went down in Vancouver. What was it, 10 years back at this point? Between Luongo and Schneider, they had two amazing goalies battling for the net. And who are they going to sign? And a year later, they don't have either of them. Uh, I think they teams are looking to secure a number one goalie and not look for the battle. They want a good battle. They want a battle between two amazing goalies. But when you got to commit to one, you got to commit to the one that has really been there in my opinion more long term i think it was a good idea for st louis to keep binnington and let go of huso i think it was a good a lot of these teams i you've got to pick your number one and then pick your backup i think if you're running for the cup and you're doing an any like a trade deadline move and you want two solid number ones then that's something you do because you want to run for that cup. But if you're going full season, I don't think you're going to get a number one goalie that wants to back up another number one goalie. Um, It's the perfect scenario for a team, but uh, if I'm like, I'm a goalie, I don't want to be the backup to a goalie. I know I'm probably better than, uh, or at least somewhat equal to, Uh, I'd rather go to a team that I'm going to get most of the starts. I don't want to sit on the bench. I want to, I want to play in the game. And so I think all these moves, truthfully, so far with the goaltending, have been correct. And I, again, I'm going to go off on goalie stuff one more time. I know you want to stop me. No, actually, I, I got the, some
1: goalie stuff that I want to talk about too. But you go ahead, and I'll finish off. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I and, mean, and it, to touch on what you said, I'll oh, go ahead. No, no,
1: I, I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm just getting, I'm, I'm getting my thoughts ready.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, Craig Anderson, I think it's a great re-signing. He had a great season with Buffalo. Uh, he proved he still had it in the tank. Um, and, yeah, I think he turns 76 this year, uh, according to elite prospects. Uh, but he's still a great goalie net. I re- I also love the fact that we re-signed Malcolm Subban. I think he played four games as a Sabre, but he got into the community so quickly. Um, and, I, shoot, dude, living there, I still remember with one of the coworkers while working uh, in Buffalo, he wanted my Malcolm Subban Vegas jersey so bad because that was the jersey I originally had and he eventually talked me out of it and paid for it. I wasn't giving it to him, but he eventually talked me out of it. He's like, dude, this is my favorite goalie in the league. And now he's a Buffalo Sabre. So I, I know you, Johnny, I know you're enjoying having Malcolm Subban as a uh, part of the Buffalo Sabres and guaranteed you already have his Jersey. Um, but yeah, dude, um, I think those were great moves. And then signing, <clears throat> I think it's Eric Comrie as, as the, uh, the guy we yeah. took out of Winnipeg. Uh, I think just three really good goalies there. Cause I, feel like Buffalo's lining up to still give Craig the net um and have a competition there with a Eric Comrie, but also be prepared that Subban could still be in the NHL, not the AHL. Um I think they're just looking to see what kind of happens between the three. because uh, Craig could just have another amazing season. Eric Comrie's a great goalie and Malcolm Subban's a great goalie. So I think Buffalo has three, you know, reasonably priced goaltenders because uh, I think I think we signed Comrie for 1.85, uh, Anderson's like 1.5, and I think Malcolm just got another uh, $750,000 deal. I could be wrong. But that's not a bad spending to qualify in three actually very good goalies and just set this net up for the fact that Craig's probably going to retire at the end of the season. Um, I think Eric's on a two-year deal, uh, which could turn him into being the starter still or competing for the net with Devin next year. Um, or Malcolm Subban comes out of like nowhere and just steals the net, pulls a Bennington, and uh, we'll see what happens, man. I I'm excited. I like all three goalies, and I'm excited for our season. We're not we're not going to be Stanley Cup winners, um, but I'm expecting the NHL's longest playoff drought to end this year at 11 seasons, and for us, who'd least make it back into the playoffs. Um, I don't even care if we get. I mean, obviously, I'll be upset. I don't. I just want to make it back into the playoffs right now. I don't care how it goes. We could pull a Toronto Maple Leaf this year, as t- Toronto will. Um, 82-0 Maple Leafs will still get swept in the first round. Um, but, yeah, sorry, goalies.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, just when you're talking about kind of like, you know, when you have a, a bonafide starter want to be that guy, like Shosturkin, for example, who is not a goalie for a 1A, 1B situation. Uh, but I think a guy like Gorgiev is a guy for a 1A, 1B situation where you can lean on him quite a bit, but it's good to have a solid B option. Um, just kind of like literally the, to me, the greatest tandem. So someone's going to be like, 1945, this team, what this, these two goalies, modern day era, best tandem to me, I think had to be Flurry and Leonard. Um, two goalies who literally yeah. were both up for like the goal of the year, Vesna every year. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're just, and they were just both so supportive of each other until, you know, obviously, um, the 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 great wonderful amazing front office of the goal I came to have a free face uh, the the Golden Knights front office messing that up just like they messed everything else up um, ruin that but I mean if you can find two good goalies like that like wow like they should have won a cup if they would have spent their money a little bit wiser and not traded everything for nothing basically is what their trades are turning out to be these days after they traded patch but anyways that to me is, is as, as a gm i think that would be my perfect scenario Is having two like not to that extreme i mean that extreme was just crazy that both those goalies, like you know what whoever starts we're we're, we're cool with it uh but having two goalies who are like one a one b uh because if someone struggles it's not like oh i gotta put my backup and i have no trust it's like no i'm putting in a guy who easily could have been one a so then you have that battle um now the other thing about goalies and this guy's been taking heat um darcy kemp signing five years in washington people are going like basically saying like oh well, why would he leave colorado why this why that he's sure taking less money uh until and I, I don't know how many seasons he's played in the nhl uh but i saw a number where he has made 18 million dollars to date that's a lot of money don't get me wrong for a guy like you know you and i 18 million dollars awesome um but that's a guy who one. just want to stay like yeah exactly but a guy who want to stay on the cup like that's it's nothing you know i mean like for him it's like man like. Yeah. I want to make a contract. I want to get a contract. Well, he signs a five-year, twenty-six, well, twenty-six and a quarter million dollar contract. So he literally, basically doubles what he was making before um, in five years instead of whatever long he's been in the AHL, NHL, and playing base professional career. So I don't blame the guy. I mean, Darcy Kemper is, and I'm, I wish this would give. You, he's thirty. He's thirty-two. Um, they have him here as 32 and a half, so happy happy birthday there, Darcy Kemper. Um, but um, they have him as 32, so this will probably be his last contract. Go make your money. Like, I don't like, it's not like he was, uh, he you know, got drafted by the Avs and they brought him through the system and he's been there for years and he finally got a chance and he went won the cup. Okay. At that point, you know, maybe you keep your loyalty and you sign with him. But they literally signed him, brought him in. Um, Nothing crazy. He won a cup with them. Congratulations to winning a cup. It won God's money. I have nothing wrong with that. I mean, it just it makes me laugh. Um, and, and while we're kind of on, on a goalie, um, and uh, just is just my Ottawa Senator's brain, I'm not as crazy as a Haz fan, a.k.a. Steve. Um, my brain doesn't just revolve around that one team. Shots fired. <laughs> uh, but, um, and I feel so sorry. Steve texts me all the time about hockey, and I want to text him back. We he always text me, like, when I'm on the ice, like, when I'm out with my wife, like, on a date or something, man. Yeah, so I'm like, hey, like... Feel bad i don't reply to him for like five days but i'm like man this is awful but anyways um what do you think about um cam talbot coming to ottawa i thought that was a great trade i thought i think Gustafson's gonna be a good goalie um i think he's kind of stalled in ottawa and i think he kind of never really got maybe given the right chance but they're bringing a goalie who had an all-star season last year i think is still good at the age of 35 i think he's got a couple more years left in him um to me, I really like the trade, but I want to kind of hear what you thought about Cam Talbot coming to Ottawa.
0: Well, I think it was the right move. If um, The second, the Wild re-signed Marc-Andre Fleury, which I think was the better call uh, between the two goalies, I'd rather have Fleury than Talbot. Um, again, as I will caveat all of this by saying all these players are good enough to be in the NHL. Um, I probably couldn't make a junior roster uh, even in my prime. <laughs> so <laughs> I will say that I think it was a good move for Talbot to look for a different place to be. And I think that was a great place for the the wild to be like, all right, let's uh, basically let's cut ties. And the second they locked in, probably one of the best goalies in NHL history. Um, It was time for Talbot to find a home. And I think Ottawa's the a right spot. I think it's a good fit for the Senators. Again, another goalie that has been bounced around a little bit. And still has a lot to prove. And yeah, he's older, uh, but he's still looking to, he's not looking to be a backup. He's still a number one goalie. And that's why Minnesota would have went after him. And if they had never gotten their hands on Flurry, he would still be their starter. Uh, and I think this is a good fit right now for not only the Senators, but for Talbot, because the Senators need a bona fide number one goalie in net. Um, to actually help a team that's trying to come up on the up and up. And again, like the greatest heist in NHL history so far to date was the Senators managing to convince Toronto to take on Matt Murray. So I'm very much looking forward to how that's going to play this year. Hopefully Matt Murray proves me wrong. I really do hope he proves me wrong. I love goalies. Uh, I just don't think he's going to. And I think Talbot is in the right spot for him with a team that's on the up and up, needs a solid goalie, wants to make an actual run into the playoffs, because I think the Senators, just like the Sabres right now, are knocking on the door. Um, how many years have you guys missed the playoffs now?
1: Oh man, you put me on the spot. Um
0: know your team facts.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I got so it's many things in my head. I've got so many things in my head right now with you know first time dad stuff, nursery stuff, my own hockey team stuff. Um, people are gonna people. I think you should know at this point that you know I am a very big sense fan, but um, I'm, I'm a bigger, I'm a bigger fan of hockey. So that that number is not going to be in my head, and I don't even think I can search right now. Um, but it has been a few years. Yeah, So Ottawa so Senators
0: last May. Yeah.
1: See, I, I was gonna guess like eight years but it's the last time we made it was the time when and and I love when these fans argue with me when I say you know we were a goal away from the Stanley Cup Finals well you weren't a goal away from the Stanley Cup Finals because they didn't score it. No that's what the goal away stands for. Like it's not they didn't say the puck went in and then we didn't go. I said we're a goal away from the Stanley Cup Finals. Anyway sorry I was hanging out with a Leafs fan recently and that's the quote he threw at me well you weren't a goal away. I said well we were but it is what it is that that broke my heart but it's to way, way to just bring it back. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I mean, you're right. I mean, uh, and I just want, I, I want to go on like on tape right now. This will be on the internet. This will be on there forever. Um, I actually hope Matt Murray bounces back. Matt Murray went through a lot of injury stuff, but also went through a lot of mental health stuff here in Ottawa. Um, and nothing to do with like being an auto, just the fact that, you know, you're a two top two times Stanley cup winning goalie, you get traded to a team who has high expectations for you. You know, you're excited to, to move closer and to, to home and just kind of get going. Um, you go through all these injuries and then you kind of go through some mental health stuff that comes with it. And I feel awful for the guy. I mean, people are using that picture, that meme of him where he just looks terrible. And I'm like, well, how's that funny? Like the man's going through some pretty dark times. Um, obviously it's rough on him, rough on his body, rough on his family, rough on the team, rough on the community. Um, so I hope he bounces back in Toronto. Uh, not enough where they, they, win, they win a series, no offense, Matt and Murray, but uh, just, you know, I hope he bounces back and has a solid career. Um, and I hope people from, you know, a few years down there will say, well, Ottawa lost that trade. I'll say, great. At the end of the day, we didn't give up a, you know, prime prospect and a first-round draft pick and keep 75% of salary, like every tw- 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 um, least Twitter was basically putting out like, oh, we're gonna get a guy like Shane Pinto in a first round draft pick, and basically like Shabbat Chuck, um, Eugene Melix mm-hmm. plane, uh, a gold toilet, uh, 15 1st round draft picks, and Ottawa's gonna actually pay Austin Matthews' salary as well. Like some of the, some of the tweets that were out there, I was like, man, relax. Like I don't think that's gonna happen. When they when they only you know traded that in, in a late, what was it was a third and a seventh um, yes. for future considerations, which I I think he's gonna be the best player ever to play for Ottawa. Um, I might actually get a jersey that just says considerations on the back. Um, <laughs> but to me, that was that was such a great trade. Um, and again, going on goalie talk, and you know, I really do hope Matt Murray bounces back and has a you know a solid career. Um, and I and I forget the guy's name out of Washington. You probably know him a little better than I do that they signed uh, to a one year deal. I mean, I I think Dubis. People say you can never gamble on your career. I think Dubis is gambling on those two goalies, and it, it might cost him his job at the end of the year if it doesn't turn out well.
0: Oh, are you talking about the Samsonov?
1: yes, yes,
0: yeah, Samsonov's taking that net, yeah Samsonov, so, I mean, like I said,
1: yeah go ahead no, no, you're right, I think he's gonna take the net, but I, I that's a big gamble on two guys like that to, to potentially save your your job, but yeah, go go ahead, I mean, you know a little bit more Samsonov. you probably see him play a lot more.
0: I think Murray's gonna be the starting goalie at the beginning of the season unless he has a really bad camp or something. um I think Murray they, they brought him on to be obviously the starting goalie and Samsonov to make the competition happen. I think Samsonov's going to take it. I think I think by American Thanksgiving, uh Samsonov's a starter. Um and uh you know, I, I hope I'm wrong, seriously. I love Samsonov though as a as I say a um you know, secondary Caps fan here to my primary Buffalo Sabres, but uh yeah, I think he's going to be um, I I hate this, but I think he's going to be an amazing asset to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think Samsonov is going much like Gorgiev is with uh, Colorado, and Vanasek screwed his name up there. Vanasek for the um, Devils. I think seriously, Samsonov is the future goaltender of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I he proved a lot over the years he played with Washington. Unless something just goes, because we're goalies, right? we are a weird crew once it starts to spiral it just doesn't end and it's usually started by injuries you look at guys where De pietro always gets made fun of he was a great goalie i mean you don't go that high for being a you know garbage goalie but injuries start to plague you especially as a goalie you're done injury started to plague me when i was what 20 <laughs> 21 22 and once that happens man you're done unless you have a team of pros that's really working with you and you can actually properly recover, not do these weird pro sport recoveries where they're loading you up with stuff um, and actually have a proper recovery. I think, you know, it's over. You can't, it's hard to recover from that, man. Um, So unless that happens, and I think that's kind of where Matt Murray's at. I think once those injuries start to plague you, I, I, like I said, I hope he proves me wrong. I don't think he will. And I hope that Samsonov, um, uh, proves to me he is the goalie he is. But, like you said, not so much so that, um, I want them to go past the first round. As a Sabres fan, I'd like to, uh, beat them down, um, along with, a. Uh, you know, making making the Maple Leafs fans who come down to Buffalo because our tickets are so much more reasonable than any ticket in Toronto. Um, I'd like to send them home sad back across the Peace Bridge. Uh, we'll put it you know, this that, way. You don't have to give up my your only... first
1: born for, for two tickets and the nosebleeds where you're staring at a wall.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Buffalo. I mean, this is, like I said, the 20. One twenty-two season was the first season I've ever seen. Truthfully, going back to my entire childhood where the Sabres weren't able to fill the stands. I think after a decade of losing and going through COVID and just seeing crap on the ice and all the drama surrounding the team, Buffalo fans finally said we had enough. Um, it was kind of the same way with the Bills for the longest time. They were so bad for what, 22 years, I think it was. I don't know what our streak was of missing the playoffs, but it was pretty high. And the Bills fans eventually in year 10, 11, 12, 13 just stopped showing up at the games. And, you know, that was a a loud cry to change something. And the Sabres are going through that exact thing right now. I mean, obviously, it's a lot smaller arena, but there's a lot more games. I think Buffalo has to make something. And I think they're doing the right things right now. We've got a lot of young guys, a lot of positivity around the team. I haven't felt this good about a Sabres team. Like we had like the whole Taylor Hall thing coming on. I was, I had a lot of hope. It's a Buffalo Sabres fan leading into that season. I'm like, okay, we're finally trending in the right direction. And that just went to hell. Um, And uh, I mean, what what, we ended up on a 20 something game losing streak. I don't know. It's just been a lot of losing streaks in Buffalo. Uh, So I'm really finding it hard to keep up with them because my, I guess F to give ratio isn't really there with them right now, but all the young kids are bringing on. It's exciting. Um, I'm excited to see some Buffalo Sabres highlights this year. Cause uh, again, the games are on when I'm asleep. So I'm excited to turn on the games on YouTube, you know, in Denmark at 7am and, and watch my nine minute TSN or ESPN clip. Um, and see how they did the night before, which I haven't done in years because I just haven't cared.
1: Yeah, we're not we're not depressed about our teams at all.
0: No, no, I I haven't cried myself to sleep about the Sabers in at least a week, so it's been good. <laughs> you know, but this might be a great place to wrap this episode up. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know,
1: <clears throat> you know, if you know, the same question I asked. Chris, and start, you know, kind of give us our top two, you know, it doesn't have to be fits just kind of what your favorite signings are. And it can be your favorite signings because you're a Toronto fan and they signed whoever, or you know, whatever, just it, it, you know, once this episode drops and then, you know, you see the notification on, on Twitter, drop us a line, let us know who your top two favorite signings were. I'm interested to kind of see where everyone's heads at.
0: Yeah, same. Definitely. I agree with what uh, Sebastian said right there. Let us know, hit us up on Twitter. What are your two favorite signings so far? Uh, since free agency began on i think it was the 13th of july so definitely jump in and let us know that said this was a i guess a, so to speak a special edition unedited quick drop episode of pigeonhole hockey this is chris and sebastian thanks for listening and remember listeners always clear your crease